Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. your name. Hallelujah. We're getting started. Amen. Hallelujah. So come on and grab your pens and paper and let's go ahead and get ready to get going. Amen. We thank God. Hallelujah for your life on today. I am a Psalms 139, 14 woman hour. I am your host, Lady Apostle. God bless everybody. I'm glad that you are here with us. Amen. So come on, let's get ourselves ready. Hallelujah. Glory. Oh, we give God the glory. Hallelujah. We give him the praise. Oh, we magnify him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Oh, my God, my God. Mm. So go ahead and grab your pens and your paper. Hallelujah. Come on, come on. God is going to bless us on today. Don't know exactly what the Holy Spirit is going to do, but we're going to just follow him. Amen. If that's okay. Hallelujah. It's always good to follow the Holy Ghost anyway, not ourselves, because we always get it wrong, but he doesn't. And I believe today it's going to be a glorious day. Hallelujah. Glory to the kings of kings and the lords of lords. Hallelujah. Glory. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Sakata. Oh, we just give God the glory. Mm. Hallelujah. We thank him. Hallelujah. We thank him. Hallelujah. We give him glory. Come on. Come on. I'm excited about what God is doing in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We thank him. We thank him. We thank him. Oh, we thank him. Oh, we thank him. We give him the glory. Come on. Come on. 
get ready, get ready. Come on, we getting ready. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, God. You know, we are um, actually doing 31 days in the book of Proverbs. That's why you see that comes across the screen. Amen. The book of Proverbs. Um, every day you get a the chapter. We're on day six. So chapter six is coming to you guys. So that's what you see that's going out. That goes out every day. I want everybody to tap in because this is a time of uh, God giving wisdom. You know, we're in the book um, of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 talking about the spiritual gifts and we're talking about wisdom. So we definitely want to make sure that you all are getting the word of God through his word in mind as well. So make sure you tap in to the book of Proverbs every day with us. We're going to be releasing chapters um, a day. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. So come on, hurry up and get your pads and pens ready. We're going to get ready to get started. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give God the glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We give God glory. Hallelujah. We give him glory. We give him glory. Yes, we give him the glory. Mm -hmm. And we magnify his name. Hallelujah. We magnify his name. Magnify the Lord with me. I say magnify the Lord with me. If you can, please. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Ooh, we just give God the glory. Hallelujah. We give him the praise. We give him the honor. Hallelujah. We thank him. Hallelujah. We thank him. Come on and thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on and thank the Lord with me. Hallelujah. Come on, thank him. Come on and give him glory. Come on and praise his name. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. I need you to come on and give him glory. Lady Apostle Robin, and I'm going to be with you on this afternoon, that's right, as we talk about what the Lord give us on today, amen, hallelujah, amen, don't you know that there is power in the blood of Jesus, hallelujah, don't you know there's power 
in your mouth when you begin to what decree and declare things amen and this hour i just want to just talk about decree and declaring some things amen do you know what's in your hand do you know what the lord have given unto you sometimes we don't know what's been given to us amen but god is letting us know what he have given unto us is already in his hand amen that's right we don't have to worry about it all we have to do is just trust god and know that everything that he has given unto us it is in our hands amen hallelujah because a lot of times we forget that it's already been given unto us so it's time for us to know that what the lord has given up to us we must begin to use it utilize it so that we can be able to fulfill the purpose and destiny that god has for our life amen glory to god and i believe as we begin to know what we have in our hand and know the blessings of the lord he will continue to bless us and utilize the things that we are using in our hand you know like moses when he put the staff in moses hand amen it was something about that staff why the staff showed victory amen because every time he rode he held up the the staff in his hand amen he was winning the battle but anytime he let the staff go down he would begin to lose hallelujah the battle so i just want you to know that everything that the lord has for you it is in your hand amen and we're going to talk a little bit about the hand of god as well as the things that are in your hand so go ahead and get your pens and papers ready and go ahead and hallelujah um get your bibles amen so that we can study together amen and we can you know take this word and have this word with us we don't have to um you know begin to look for it because we're taking notes and we have it right there in our hand i just begin as we learn together amen we're able to have the things that god has for us amen hallelujah you know when we talk about uh the hand of god let's just talk a little bit about the hand of god if we can i came to that note before we get into what it is that the spirit of god has me to talk about on today so let's talk a little bit about the hand of god so that we can understand the hand and why the hand of god is so significant dear heavenly father we come to you on this afternoon we say thank you decrease me that you may increase to give us exactly what it is that we need on today god and god we don't take it for granted for what you have done and what you're doing so lord god we thank you and we give you glory we give you honor in jesus name amen you know in the book of ephesians 4 11 and 12 it says and he gave some apostles some pastors excuse me he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for edifying of the body of christ and when we look at those fivefold ministries we also see the hand of god in that because five represents grace and five represents 
hallelujah, the hand of God, amen. And he sent the apostles, amen. He sent the prophet, the evangelist, the pastors, the teacher, amen. As he sent them forth, he sent the apostle with spiritual authority that has um, its character, giftings, and ability to reach, teach, to uplift, break down, root, outroot, inroot, build, set things in order, and establish the things in the kingdom of God with truth and with order especially through founding and overseeing in a governing body. So the fivefold, um, as the apostle, as you look at the five, the hand, the thumb represents the apostle. I believe the thumb is so significant because without the thumb, it would be hard for you to hold something. You know, right now I'm holding this phone, and I, you see I'm, I'm holding it with my thumb, amen. But if I don't have the thumb, I'll be holding it with these fingers, and it would be kind of hard for me to keep it held long i have my inside of my hand here that can kind of help but if i did not have this thumb because the thumb is connected to this bone that runs to my wrist and mine so if i did not have this thumb that bone it would be no way i'll be able to hold this phone it would just slide right out of my hand so i believe that the thumb is that foundation that holds that grips things in order in place so that it will have stability so that it will begin to hold it so that things won't begin to fall apart that's why it's very important hallelujah as the apostles step out into the realm of governing the body of christ character integrity all those things is very important of having accountability because without those things, it would be hard for them to establish truth in the kingdom of God and bring government authority in place in order for the other um, four folks to operate because the prophet speaks God's message, speaks the word of God in time, um, before, after, and now seasons. Amen. The evangelists reach and preach the gospel, bringing the people in as the pastor shepherds, the, the believers, the the, the sheep so that the wolves would not be able to overtake them with lies and take them to oppress them to devour them and the teacher instructs them with the word of God so having the fivefold, the hand of God represents the authority of God so what's in your hand do you represent any of these fivefolds that's in your life we need to know exactly the giftings that are inside of us because when we know the giftings that is operating inside of us we're able to fulfill the purpose of God, we're able to fulfill what it is that He has called us to do, and then we will know how to operate what's in our hand, just like Moses was able to operate the staff that was in his hand as it began to raise it. He began to have victory, but when he began to have, be tired, he didn't just call on his own strength, but he needed those that was with him in battle to help him hold up his hand because he was losing strength. He was losing the stability to keep it held up, and as they came to hold his staff, hallelujah, they had victory. So as we begin to keep up and hold our staff in the fivefold with the grace of God, the authority of God, we will be able to have victory as well. And we won't be, uh, we don't, we won't have to live in depression or we won't have to live just trying to figure out who we are or what we're going to do because we must understand that. Let's go to the book. Um, I'm being led here. Hallelujah to the book of Genesis. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We we thank God for who he is. Hallelujah. Mm. Wow. God is so good. Hallelujah. Let's go here. Hallelujah. Mm. 
Wow. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go here. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to go to the book. I hope you have your pens and paper out. Amen. And your, your Bible's out. Amen. We thank you for joining us. We're right here with you. That's right. We're right here. Um, I am a Psalms 1, 39, 14 woman hour. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's go to the book of Genesis. Let's go ahead and just go in chapter 1. Amen. We're going to go in chapter 1. Amen. Chapter 1. It says, let's go to verse 28. Amen. Chapter 1, verse 28. Let's do this. Chapter 1 in the book of Genesis, let's start at verse 28. And it says, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. And replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over it. Over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moved upon the earth. Hallelujah. Amen. It says, and God bless them. God bless them. First of all, when we look in the book of Genesis and um, um, Genesis 1, it describes the origin of human beings. It describes the uniqueness of God's creation and how God created um, not only um, us as humans, but also created everything in earth. Amen. How he brought, hallelujah, the waters and the fish and the creepy things and the sea and everything that you saw in creation. Because remember, everything was voided. Everything was dark. There was nothing. But then he said, let there be light. And when there was light, creation began to be made and life began to come forth and growth began to come forth. So at that very beginning time, God made no mistake. So when he made man, he made them, he made him so unique. He made him in the image of himself. Hallelujah. See, when God makes us in the image of himself, we, that right there lets us know our value. It lets us know who we are in God, that he did not leave us out of his plan, but he created us 
to be like him amen so he invested his authority in us as well as giving us the authority to invest the authority that we began to decree and declare out of our mouth over the earth over everything that he created he said that we can call things into existence so that means that reproduction can be created through our words through our thoughts through us speaking it into existence so at the same time god has given us the ability hallelujah to create as well but why did god say in the beginning here that he blessed them and he god said unto them be fruitful and multiply let me help you see after he created us he wanted to make sure that we understood the blessings also that came with the creation because anytime something is created there there have to be something substantial to go with it in order for it to produce in order for it to come forth and make things bigger and better than what it was created to in the beginning so therefore when god pronounces his blessings upon us he wanted us to first of all know that the reason why i am saying to be blessed is because first of all i want to know i want you to know how significant you are i want you to know how valuable you are because i have created you in my image meaning that you don't only sound like me but you look like me meaning that you resemble me meaning that in your walk and your talk and everything that you do you have to make sure that you represent me because i am spirit and because i'm spirit i am in you so when they hear you they need to hear me so therefore i need to make sure that when they see the marvelous light that resembles out of sight of you they know that i am in you so that when you begin to speak and begin to call things forth things begin to be created and things begin to be re reproduced and things begin to come forth because at the end of the day i want you to know the authority that i have invested in you because i've already made you in my image meaning that i made you look like me i made you walk like me i made you talk like me you're not me but you're in my image meaning that you resemble the things of me and then because i'm in you and because you're in me come on things can be created so i want you to know how valuable you are so that's why i said i want you first of all to be blessed amen because I want you to know the blessings amen that was the first thing that God did was said that come on now he blessed them amen because anytime we are blessed by God it give us the capacity to reproduce recreate bring things into existence and do our command through decree and declare a thing and then God also gave us instructions he gave us four instructions he said not only have I blessed you but one thing I want you to do is I want you to be fruitful i know that most of your situations look unbearable i know your circumstances don't look like what i've said in my word but if you trust me and know that i created you not only to reproduce but also to create when you know the authority that i've given to you do you know the power that i've invested in your mouth when you decree and declare things you would know how to be fruitful that's why i'm commanding you and instructing you the first instruction is to what be fruitful meaning that i need you to bear the fruit amen and the bearing of the fruit women i want you to multiply in having children because i want them to see the reproduction of what i can do through my power and my authority and allowing women come on now to be the creator of of children 
bringing children into this world what a marvelous thing that god allowed us as women to create children without us man can be created amen even though he made man out of dirt amen and then he pulled the woman out the rib of man and he told both of them to be blessed but the woman had one other creativity that she was so significant in doing being fruitful meaning bearing fruit through children and having children so god gave us that fruitfulness to bring children into this world so that it can be such a better place so as we bear children as we bring them into the earthly realm we are reproducing we are multiplying we are making a capacity of God's people to be called to do what he called us to do and he said for us to what to be to multiply amen when we multiply that means many many is produced many comes out many that in everything that we touch and everything that we do it shall multiply and we should bring fruit meaning that what we do with the creation of our hands meaning to work to do what we're called to do because if you don't work you don't eat if you don't work you, you can't have so you got to use the creativity that God has given you we all have a dream we all have a vision we have something that we can do it may not be like mine and it may not be like yours but I tell you God has given us the ability to create so you have to reach deep down inside of you to see exactly what God has given unto you and, and ask him God how do I be fruitful how do I multiply come on now how do I um have dominion and how do I subdue because these are the four instructions that God gave us the four instructions is be fruitful the second one come on now is to multiply the other one is take dominion and the other one is to subdue so we're going to break down each one of them but you need to ask God, God, how do I become fruitful? How do I be fruitful? How do I multiply? How do I take dominion? How do I subdue? When you begin to pray and ask God how to do those four instructions, he will give you a vision. He will give you the ability to see and know what your purpose and destiny is here on earth. Not to just be sitting in one place, not just to be sitting and waiting for something just to fall out the sky or for somebody to give you something. In life, you're going to have to get up and do something you're gonna have to get up and be creative in what god has given you the ability to be creative in so when god began to create us hallelujah he knew that first of all creation and family family is so important why is family important because god he said that when he created man and woman he wanted us to be as one meaning being a family because family is good that's why he created marriages man and woman to be together as one to have children to multiply to become a family because when you are family you are a unit and unification is so powerful because when you have a, a team of people you're able to really knock down barriers you're able to take dominion you're able to subdue hallelujah different areas and different regions and, and and different capacities hallelujah but when you you're not in a unit and you're not unified there is a breach amen meaning that there, there is a division no unity no division meaning there's no creation there's no stability there's no capacity there's no accountability 
character is not there integrity is not there nothing is there so it's going to be hard for you to be fruitful it's going to be hard for you to multiply it's going to be hard for you to subdue and take dominion that's why the body of christ right now is such an breach because we don't know how to come together and be unified as one everybody want their name over here and everybody want their name over there everybody want to be recognized as this and recognized as that when really we only need to recognize one and that's jesus christ we only need to spread the gospel we need to spread who he is and what he have done and what he is ready to do for us when that time come when it when, when he's calling us to glory so therefore we should not try to make our name be so high and mighty or make our ministry be better than this or better than that because at the end of the day it's not our ministry it's not our people everything is god he wants us to what help release his word so that people can receive salvation so that people can know who he is so that when he comes we can all have eternal life so at the end of the day why can't we just come together as one unit to be unified so that all the gifts in the body can work together it's hard for the gifts in the body to work together because the prophet want to be like this the apostle want to be like that then here come the bishop and then here come the teacher and then here come the evangelist and then where's the pastor the pastor is there supposed to what feed the sheep keep the sheep safe but when the prophet comes in and gives such a prophetic word everybody want to run after the prophet or the apostle everybody run and run after come on we need to run after god's word we need to run after god we need to be fruitful we need to multiply we need to take dominion we need to subdue why can't we pray for the pastor why can't we pray for the apostle why can't we pray for the prophet the evangelist the teacher amen see when we know who we are and who we are created to be we know our fruitfulness we know how to supply we know how to take dominion we know how to subdue every place in darkness and wicked places in in, 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 in in high places amen so therefore we know how to um, pull down every stronghold every vain imaginations because that's how we subdue we subdue everything in darkness meaning we take we take it and we put it under our feet so that light can stand. Amen. Subdue it with light. The light of God. God himself. Amen. To take dominion, meaning to call forth those things that's not as though they were to increase our faith, to begin to speak against the begin to speak against every demonic plan of the enemy standing our grounds knowing who we're called to be so that we can understand why God gave us these four instructions amen so the most important thing of this thing is that he wanted us to know that he have commanded us like I said again to produce reproduce and to multiply amen because he know that there was gonna he know that there was gonna be a fall he know that many was gonna be turned away many was gonna fall away from the truth so as he said as we continue to multiply we got more laborers hallelujah out there for the harvest the harvest that is having been lost see we need more laborers and and the more laborers that we have that knows the gospel that's ready to get out and teach people about God's word then hallelujah we'll be able to subdue hallelujah the kingdom of darkness amen but when we don't have that army of those that of, of God's marvelous light amen sometimes those that God have sent out they could become weary they could become tired because there's so much weight there's so much work on them that's why we have to um, 
we have to uh, multiply multiply more into the kingdom of God bringing them into the truth bringing them into God's word so that God's word can be in, can, can begin to transform them see we need to let God's word begin to transform the mind first of all reform the mind meaning it needs like a computer when you reboot a computer you're rebooting a computer and then you may press what F, F1 or F2 just to see the system or just to see the boot just to see everything in that system so you can see exactly what you're doing and then once you're able to see the capacity on how big the processor is or how many gigabytes that you may have or what system operating system that is operating in and what programs far as it being microsoft that is loaded on there if it's windows 7 windows 10 then after you're able to, to see those things then you can probably press what f11 on some computers or f9 and then that way you're able to go to the troubleshooting and begin to do repair or begin to reset or begin to re factor hallelujah from the beginning back to the original um, part of the computer meaning taking it back to the original state before you downloaded any programs on there so when you reset refactor something that means that you're wiping all data off there's going to be nothing on there only thing that's going to be on there is is just the original system and then you have to come back and upload it maybe with windows 10 or windows 11 whatever windows that you probably want to upgrade it to so that's why when you talk about reforming you're taking every old thing out meaning there's nothing going to be left because in order to transform something you have to first reform it meaning reprogram it taking out all things that are not good things that um, are contaminated things that um, will um, hinder the the next move of God you know the, the the real move of God the, the authentic move of God, hallelujah, the, 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 the authenticity move of God. So as you reform those things, amen, you're taking it away, you're reprogramming, you're wiping it clean, and now you'll have a clean, clear, hallelujah, system. Memory is clear, nothing in memory. And then you come back and then you um, add in, we transform the newness through God's word so that now the mind is no not more depressed and you're not bewitched. A lot of us are bewitched not even knowing it. A lot of even leaders are bewitched and not they don't even think that they are. You know, just their character, just how they move in things. And they're in church saying, oh, this is of God. This is what God want me to do. But your character, your integrity, the way you move, the way you handle people, the way that you deceive people, the way that you handle certain things that is not of God. And you got a vastity to say that this is God. Hey, be careful because God sees all. And that's not of God when you are deceiving people, when you are taking advantage of people, when you know know that in your heart your motive is not right it's all just a show it's all that i want people just to see oh this place or this thing you know when really god ain't told you to do nothing or god haven't told you 
to say nothing. But you keep saying God said and God did. You got to be careful because if God had not said and God did not do, come on, it's going to show a mind. He will put you to shame. So I pray that God deliver you because you using God's name in vain and what you're doing is you are misleading God's people. You're deceiving God's people and God is not happy with that. So we as the body of Christ, as leaders need to understand that we need deliverance. We need to make sure that we are going into deliverance every day. That's right. I know you're saying, well, I've been saved for 50 years. Okay. I've been saved for another 20. All right. I've been saved for five. Hello. But let me tell you something. Anytime you have a deliverance ministry, anytime you have an anointing on your life, come on now. The enemy is coming after you. And if you're not careful and if all doors and all windows are not closed, come on now. Any spirit can come in. And we know about the spirits, how one can come, but then seven more will come just like that hallelujah we know about the story of legion the one of many demons amen but at the end of the day you could be bewitched and not even know it hallelujah you could have residue in your heart of unforgiveness residue in your heart of bitterness even a whoremonger come on now i'm just saying you know i had a dream the Lord gave me, I had, I had a dream about a, um, a man of God. And I'm telling you, at the end of the day, I began to pray because I always um, listen to this man of God. Um, anytime that I'm in a rut, um, hallelujah, or a place that I need this um, encouragement, a place that I need to be uplifted, I will go on YouTube and I would just listen to his sermons and I would listen to his services. And I tell you, at the end of the day, sometimes I would feel so uplifted. I would just have that um the fire of saying you know what i'm going on amen i'm coming forth I'm, I'm ready to do this thing so he was really an encourager and the dream that was given to me my god it did not sit well with me and as i began to go into prayer and say lord why did you show me this it's first of all is this from you because you know the enemy can also release dreams into our minds so we have to be careful and know okay is this from god or is this from the enemy or is this from our soulish realm because sometimes our soulish realm can dream a mind so we have to make sure that we know where the dream is coming from but God also will give us dreams just to pray for somebody or just to see certain things or even things in our life a man may not even be particular with that individual but maybe somebody of their caliber somebody of, 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 of their statue that may come in that may not be them but may be up like them so God was showing me this and I began to pray and I began to say Lord is this me is this my soul is this that tell me where is this coming from and he began to release it to me and it was just a warning hallelujah it was a warning not for me to say oh I'm not gonna listen to him anymore oh no I'm not gonna blah 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 and then to me to go run and tell everybody no 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 he wanted me to pray and then also it was a warning in mine and it, then at the end of the day that's why I said we have to be careful and know that when God give us something we know exactly what to do with what he give up to us that's why prayer is so important to know where the source is coming from to know okay is this coming from God is this coming from the enemy or is this coming from our soulish realm so at the end of the day we must know why God created us and why he gave us the four instructions to be fruitful to multiply to subdue and to take dominion because first of all we are God's representatives in the earth we fill up the earth amen so God wants us to take 
the things that he has given unto us and multiply these things to bring into existence what he has already given unto us so that people would know, first of all, who he is. Who is Jesus? Why did he die for us? Why did he save us? You know, people need to understand it's all because of eternal life. God wants us to have eternal life. So at the end of the day, he wanted to show his love. He wanted to show us what love looked like. Even though people may do all type of vile things against you. You know, being a leader, it is not easy. Because at the end of the day, there's so many things that come up against you. It's so many things that even when you're doing right, or even when you're trying to make things better, not only in your life, but in those the lives of those that God sent in your life, and things just may not work out according to how you thought it may be. There may be some betrayal. They, there may be some deception. It may be some foul, vile things said against you. All of it have all hit me. All of it have all been thrown at me, but I continue to press towards the mark. I continue to fight the good fight of faith. I continue to know who I am and who God called me to be because I know that it is the love of God that allows me to stand, that allows me to go forth, that allows me to love again through all pain, through all betrayal, through all deception, through all deceitfulness, through all things that are not like God. Is it easy? Oh no. You definitely have to ask God to give you that authentic love. You have to ask God to show you how to love them again, how to even want to be in their presence again, how to even respect them, even knowing that they disrespected you. You know, vengeance is mine, says the Lord, but at the same time, we are human. And when people does us a certain way, sometimes we feel like, oh, I can't take this. No, I, I got to let them see how I feel. No, that is the enemy talking to you. Like God said, vengeance is mine. God will do all things to protect us, fight for us. He will not allow us to be ashamed. He will not shame us when we're doing what's right. People going to talk about you. People going to try to deceive you. People going to say all type of vile things against you. People just going to be against you just because they just don't like you. You know, people just don't like people just because they just don't know them. You know, people just don't like you because they don't know you. They don't like you because maybe somebody said this, or maybe you did something and then they told them that. So they don't like you. Matter of fact, they don't even know why they don't like you. You can't let people control you by dictating if they like you or not. You just have to be who you are and who God created you to be. Love people regardless because everybody ain't going to like you, and that's okay. They hated Jesus. They killed him. When you just put it in your mind, they killed Jesus. The same one that healed them. The same one that fed them. The same one that did miracle signs and wonders for them. And the same one that died for them. And they still don't want to serve him. They still don't want to be faithful to him. They still don't want to reverence him. They still don't want to fear him. You know, you got a lot of people saying, I'm saved. You got a lot of leaders, all this. But they don't fear God. If they fear God, they will be careful what they say. If they fear God, they will be careful what they do. If they fear God, they will be careful where they go. See, the thing is this. 
God sees all. He's omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient. Come on. He's all. He's all knowing. He's all seeing. He's there. So even if they don't see you, even if I don't see you as your pastor, even though God has given me eagle's eyes and I'm being a seer and a prophet, but even if God don't show me, God sees you. And that right there is more dangerous if I see you. Because if God sees you, he's the judge. When judgment day come, if you don't repent or, or turn from your wicked ways, come on now. That could be held against you. So it don't matter if your apostle don't see you. It doesn't matter if your pastor or the prophet or the teacher or the evangelist don't see you. Just know that God sees you. And that right there should fear you more. Because he is the one who blessed us. He is the one that gave us four instructions and said for us to what? Multiply. To be fruitful. To subdue and take dominion. And because he gave us those instructions, don't you know how vital those instructions is? Don't you know that's the authority? Don't you know that's how we eat? That's how we live? That's how we survive out here. Those four instructions. Multiplication. Fruitfulness. Subdue. And dominion. That's how we make it to the next. To get to eternal life. Not just to gain up all these riches. And all this money. And these houses and this car. But being fruitful. Meaning your fruit. Where is your fruit? Not just money. But the fruit. Who is you sowing it to? The gifts that God has given them to you. Where are you sowing them into? Are they in the ground? Are they just being planted? Are you sowing the talents? Is you sowing the gifts that God has given you into somebody else? Or is you just so, so, so caught up in just you and your family? We so selfish and we so unthankful at times. God showed me such unthankful people. All I can do is pray and say, Lord, oh, let them see really how grateful and thankful they should be. Just a simple thank you. It's so important. Just a simple saying, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I'm grateful. But not just our words, but our action. How grateful are you unto God? How thankful are you unto God? He blessed you. He gave you the ability to have a right mind. He gave you women the ability to bear fruit, children, multiplication to reproduce to make more labors in such a harvest that we have of unbelievers he gave us the ability to subdue the kingdom of darkness and every creepy thing and the wiles of the devil and dominion to speak things into existence as though they're not as though they are so thank God for these great things that he's given us to us. But what are you giving back to God? Are you saying thank you, Lord? Are you giving him thanks? Are you, are you grateful for what he's done? Are you grateful for what he's doing? Even though he has not done it yet, are you grateful? Are you grateful? Are you grateful? That's the question that I'm going to leave you today with to ask yourself. Are you really grateful for the things that God has done for you? Not just giving you money. Not just for paying your bills. 
not just for giving you children or a marriage, but are you thankful that God gave you a second chance when you're in the dark, in the closet, doing all those things, but then come and try to judge somebody else and say, oh, why are you doing this and why are you doing that when you're not living a rightful life? Are you grateful for God forgiving you? Are you grateful for God giving you a second chance? Are you grateful for God giving you the ability to think clearly, to see, to hear, to feel, to touch, to walk, to jump, to laugh again, to have a heart again? Come on. Most of you have been brokenhearted. I don't know about you. I have. Most of you have been wounded. I have. Most of you have been betrayed. I have. But God has given us a new heart. A new heart to love, a new heart to forgive, a new heart to just love people where they are. Is it easy? No, but when God is the giver, bro, it is such a great, great gift for God above. Because it takes a lot to forgive, especially from people that you care so much about. From people, not just because you helped them and you gave them this and you gave them that. No, but you really cared about them. You really saw them where they are when everybody else had given up on them. When everybody else saw them where they are, but you saw them where they're going. Even though they were where they are, meaning in a dark place. But you saw them going forward in a marvelous light. But you still did not judge them. You still loved them. You still respected them in, in regardless of where they were or who they were. No matter if they did not have this or did not have that. But you, you saw their heart. See, when you see the heart of a person, you begin to love the heart of them, not just them on the outside or, you know, um, Erios or Philios or, the no, I'm talking about agape. You love them with that godly love. And then those are the ones that betray you. Those are the ones that cause so much pain. So come on. How do you feel? How do you feel when they walked away from you? When they betrayed you. But when God healed you. And gave you a new heart. To love again. To not only love others. But to even love them. The same one that did those things to you. And still love them. Authentically. Now you're not a rug where they're just going to come and step over you. Oh no. You won't just come and step and wipe your foot on me. God of God in my heart. I will use more wisdom, but guess what? I'm still going to love you with God's love. And God is going to do what he's going to do. Because I'm still not giving up on you because I know you're going far. I know you're going to be great women. I know you're going to be great men. I know you're going to be great in the things of God. You know, that's a forgiveness that only God can give you. That's a love only God can give you. That's a healing that only God can give you. No more wounds. No more pain. You just got to move on. And a lot of us, can I keep it real? You know, a lot of us have been hurt in the body of Christ. Not just in the church. You know, we always say, oh, church hurt. Let me tell you, first of all, we are the church. We are, the, the church starts at us. So some of the hurt comes from us. It comes from our past. It comes from places that we were not healed. It was it's residue that was still left 
a measure that was still there. So anytime somebody came and pushed that button, it began to arise. And then if it was in the church, it's like, oh, church hurt. If it was in the church, oh, why this happened in the church? It really didn't happen in the church. You are the church. It happened in your life. It happened maybe in your childhood. It happened maybe years ago. It maybe happened in your marriage or happened at your job or maybe happened somewhere else. But because you're in the church and somebody say something out of the place of you or the pastor rebuke you or if the pastor brings the truth up to you, you don't like it. The first thing you say is, oh, the church. No, we love you. We don't tell you the truth. Most of us. Now, all of us ain't like that. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> That's why we're praying for the for the leaders. Because a lot of them are so bewitched, they don't even know. But those that are really authentic, you know who I'm talking to. You know, you you know who you know who you are. You you know who you are that's listening out there. There's many out there listening. We got over 259 countries that are listening to us by God's grace. Through the iHeartRadio, Amen. Through all the apps, we thank God for apps that God has given unto us. Amen. By favor, Apple app. We thank God for so many different apps that God has allowed us to have so that people can hear the gospel. That people can hear his word. But there's many that have left the building. You left the building. You are the church. You didn't leave the church. The church is in you. You left the building and you left God. See, the enemy wants to uproot you out of your place of deliverance. See, anytime you come into a real house of God that brings a deliverance ministry, that is going to uproot those areas in your life, that's going to bring you into your purpose and destiny, the enemy is going to always cause offenses there. Why? Because... You, he don't want you to be in a place that is going to deliver you. He don't want you to receive deliverance. Because you have got out of the place of depression. You have got out of the place of oppression. Now you're into the place of regression. You have no say so. The enemy is taking over. So he has to make you believe a lie. And then you begin to believe the lie. You become the lie. And then the lie becomes you. And everything that you say and everything that you do and everywhere you go is a lie. And we don't even understand that the pathological spirit of lying is on us. We become pathological liars. Like the father of lies. It's, a, it's, it's like a, a path, a, a, a psychological mind path that allows you to believe something that is not real, it's not reality, but it is a place of fantasy, a place of imagination, and you create it in your mind so that it can become one day, but really in reality it would never become because it's a lie, it's not truth. And then what happens is it begins it begins to um, move you away from truth, meaning that it put lies in your mind to make you come against those that God has sent that are of truth. And then what he's doing is he's not using regular people. 
but he is using leaders. See, we look up to leaders, we look up to pastors, we look up to apostles and, pa and, and prophets and evangelists and teachers. We look up to them as their five folks, they're God's people, they're the house of God. Oh, he's the pastor, oh, she's the pastor, oh, he's the apostle, he, she's the apostle, oh, God has called her, oh, she does prophetic things, come on, she's prophesying, she's speaking into my life, she's hitting areas that only God knows, oh, she's really a prophet, he's really a prophet, but don't you know the enemy... The spirit of divination, the spirit of bewitchment. Come on, he is using men and women of God. Even the Bible said, even the elect. Come on, those that have been the faith, walked in the faith, done all things in God. The elect would even be deceived. In this time of season, the elect have been deceived. And the enemy is using the elect. To come and deceive God's people. And because they are babes and they have no spirit of discernment, they can't discern demonic things. That's why we need to pray that God release the spirit of discernment. So that people can discern good from evil. Because they're coming in looking like sheep. But really they are wolves. That's another story. And two, come on, not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday, we're going to talk about wolves and sheep. How do they look? How do they sound? Where, where are they? Guess what? I hate to tell you, they're in the body of Christ. The enemy is using them to deceive God's people. The enemy is using them to turn God's people away from the truth. So that they won't understand that God has told them, first of all, to be fruitful, to multiply, to subdue and take dominion. But that they will walk in offense and they will continue to be uprooted out of the kingdom of light into the kingdom of darkness. They will continue to believe the lie. And they will continue to think, oh, I'm of God, but really they have Satan. But because they're going to church, because they're bouncing from church to church, they feel like, oh, I'm of God. So we're going to talk about that. Next Tuesday, not this Tuesday coming, but our next show, I am a Psalms 139, 14 woman hour. I am your host, Lady Apostle Robin. And guess what? Our time is now. I want to respect the hour because I know most of you have took your lunch, hallelujah, to be on here with us at 12 noon. So I hope that this word, amen, I need you to study Genesis 1, um, verses 28, amen, all the way to 30, amen, because I didn't get into verse 30, amen, but I want you to study these scriptures. We're going to come back and we're going to finish talking about the four instructions that God have gave us when he told us to be blessed and that is for us to be fruitful for us to multiply for us to take dominion and to subdue but we're also going to talk about how you could see what's the how, how you can be able to discern a sheep from a wolf and from a wolf from a sheep amen <laughs> hallelujah because some of us don't even have the spirit of discernment to discern good from evil bad from ugly come on bad come on good from bad 
you don't have it. And that's why I'm praying that God give you the spirit of discernment so you would know those that are really of God. Because those that are really of God, they don't bad, they don't bad talk other leaders. They would never talk bad about another leader, especially to a member. Never. No, 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 no. You don't do that. And even as the body of Christ, members don't even talk bad about leaders. But as a, for, for a leader to put their mouth on another leader, not only in front of other leaders, but to do that in front of members, e that right there will show you a character of that being a true, authentic leader sent by God. That's the one thing that you can tell of a true leader is how if they put their mouth on another leader, especially to you as a member. Come on, come on. No, as wise counsel, we have to be careful with our words. Amen. You can't just, no, 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 no. We're going to talk about all of that when we come back here on I Am a Psalms 139, 14 Woman Hour because we're really going to learn some things so that we can know how Christ is operating in the body of Christ so that we will know if we're rooted in the right place or if we're just rooted in a place that is just feeding our emotions or feeding our feelings or feeding things because we don't want deliverance. You know, sometimes we're just in a place because we don't want deliverance. We just want to say we're going to church. We just want to say, oh, we Bible, we revival um, goers. I mean, excuse me, we're church goers. No, 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 no. Because at the end of the day, when Christ comes, you don't want him to say to you, depart from me, I never knew you. But everybody saw you in church. Everybody, everybody saw you right there. Come on now. Everybody saw you right there. Amen. So at the end of the day, God bless everybody. I love you. And until next time, may God keep you. But I want those out there that want a deeper relationship with Christ. I always say, you know him. See, a lot of times we may start the, uh, the uh, altar call by saying, well, you may not know Christ. No, 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 no. We all have heard of him. Oh, we know Jesus. Come on, we all know Jesus. We all know the story. Now, now, just because we know it, and now, listen, I don't know nobody. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm just saying, everybody don't heard about Jesus. Everybody know about God. Come on, everybody. Now, you just probably did not pick to have a relationship with him. That's the difference. So I'm praying that today you say, you know what? Yes, I've heard of him. I've read of him. I have dreamed of him. But I have no relationship with him. I want to see. I want to taste and see what I've dreamed of, what I read. Sometimes what I feel in the midnight hour. I feel what I'm going through, but I know that I haven't received him. Guess what? You can receive him where you are. You can receive him. You're riding in your car right now. Guess what? Most of you may be out there drinking. You may be smoking. You may be doing um, um, fornication. Wherever. I'm telling God will save you wherever you are. Do you think God is just a God that saved people in the church? Come on. It's most of us in the church that is really need deliverance outside the church. Come on. God will save you wherever you are. You can never get it all right before you come to God. You may miss him. Come as you are. Come. Come as you are. Come. Come. Come as you are. You may say, you know what? I'm, I'm gay. Oh, I deal with homosexuality. He does not approve of that. 
No, because he created man and woman to be together as one. Never man and man or woman and woman. No, but he will save you if you come and give your life to him. If you come and say, Lord, forgive me, Lord, I need help. I, I'm lost. Uh, I have, I'm having an identity crisis. I, I, I have things going on in my life that I grew up in. I, I saw it in my family. I thought I know it's a generation. I don't know, Lord. I need you. Lord, I know this is not me, God. I know that you, you know, you will, I will not make it to heaven. He will save you wherever you are. Okay, you may have what? Walk, um, walk outside of your marriage. Come on, some of you men, some men out here, uh, come on now, are manipulators. There's some men out here that will manipulate women just to get what they want, not just sex, but they may need money. They may need a place to stay. They may, may need something. So what they will do is they will get close to you. They will act like they really like you. Not saying that they want to go with you or say call you they woman or you be they man, but they will say things to you. They will get deep into your life. They will study you. They will come and be around you to study you, to know your every move, to know your 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 ups, your downs. They will know the right words to say. They will know the right place to be. They will know. They will begin to manipulate your mind. They will begin to make you feel like, oh, they're with you. Oh, they're my friend. Oh, they're here for me. Oh, I know that they won't never leave me or forsake me. I know that they are going to always be with me, but in their mind, it is a manipulation that they're using in order to get something from you. Spiritually abuse. They want to spiritually abuse you. And it's not just men that are not of God, but I'm talking about men of God. I'm talking about men and women of God. Come on, women does it too. Women would do it too. It's not just a man thing, it's a woman as well. But at the end of the day, even there's men out there that call themselves that love God. And what they do is they will try to manipulate some women and make them seem like, oh, they're into God. They're into church, blah, 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 just to come to manipulate you, just to come and to spiritually manipulate you. But at the end of the day, it was Satan that sent them to try to get you to step out of the will of God so that you can miss God. You have to be careful, but God can forgive them, too. God can forgive you too, women, and men too. Come on. A betrayer, God can forgive you. Come on. A liar, a cheater, God can forgive you. A thief, God can forgive you. So in discord, God can forgive you. Gossiping, God can forgive you. Prideful, God can forgive you. Arrogant, God can forgive you. Unforgiveness, God can forgive you. Murderer, God can forgive you. We can murder people with our mouth. We murder people with our mouth. Not just with a gun or knife. Our mouth. Don't you know how powerful it is when you speak negative words out of your mouth towards somebody? It can hurt them so bad to where it can put such a, uh, a dagger in their heart. And it can make them not to believe again. It can make them turn back to a negative place. You got to speak life. Women, I know he lost his job. Husbands, I know she lost her job. But you got to speak positivity in their life. Don't say, oh, they're not nothing. Oh, and now I'm the breadwinner. What you when you going to get out and do something? No. Please encourage one another. But guess what? Christ can save you right now. All you got to do is confess with your mouth that he is your Lord and Savior. 
that he is your Lord Jesus Christ, that he died for you on the cross. He gave you second chance. He gave you eternal life. But you got to forgive in your heart. And you got to confess it. But you got to believe it in your heart and know that it is him, Jesus Christ, that is going to save you. Not me. Not that pastor. Not that prophet. Not that apostle. Not that. No. Jesus Christ is going to save you right now if you accept him in your heart. You got to believe him. First of all, you got to confess that he is your Lord and Savior, your Lord Jesus Christ. He died for you. And you know he died for you. And that God gave him as his only begotten son for you. And he died for you on Calvary. And believe in your heart and know that because you believe and know these things. And he did this for me. That I can be saved again. So go ahead and forgive yourself. Go ahead and forgive others. And go ahead and accept them in your heart. And you are saved. And ask him for the precious Holy Spirit. Because you're going to need that. It allows you to tread over every serpent, every scorpion, every young lion, every cobra, every demonic thing that try to come. Is it going to be easy? No. When you don't gave your life now over to Christ, the enemy, he's coming for you. But guess what? God blessed you. God made you fruitful. He multiplied you. He told you to subdue everything, meaning to subdue everything, the kingdom of darkness, everything that's creepy, that's crawling, that's not of God. Come on, calling by name, in the name of Jesus, calling by the blood of Jesus to come against it. And God will fight for you. But be steadfast, unmovable. Stay in the word of God. I pray that God um, open, enlighten your eyes, illuminate your mind. So as you begin to study the word of God, that he give you revelation. He give you the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. So as you begin to read the scriptures, the revelatory word will come into existence, into your mind, into your spirit. And you're able to have an understanding. And that God also give you the spirit of the discernment, to discern the this word to discern good from bad to serve evil from good in the mighty name of Jesus that discernment would allow you to discern the things of God the things that are not of God in the mighty name of Jesus I pray that God enhance your life that God move out all the things um, that will hinder you from moving closer to him I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that God send divine connections divine help divine relationships into your life in the mighty name of Jesus that will push you that will thrust you further and further into the things of God that your purpose and your destiny of the things of God will open up and now you are a kingdom citizen in the kingdom of light and God's kingdom amen our Lord Jesus Christ so we welcome you God loves you in Jesus name and until next time I am your host Lady Apostle Robin I am a Psalms 139 14 woman hour a wave of glory let's go God bless you God keep you in Jesus name amen and glory to God great news for a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.